Hello, friends. This is Jerry Howard, and you're listening to Drunk Jays Fans Podcast. What's going on? Welcome to the DJF Podcast for today, Thursday, June the 13th. My name is Drew Fairservice. Welcome, where we are uh, going to talk about your first place Blue Jays probably a little bit. A little. A little? Mr. Yeah. Andrew Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I know the date today without any hesitation because today is the opening day of the World Cup. So it will be, it'll take great effort on our parts, behalves. To not just let this devolve into like an off-brand mm-hmm. footy show podcast. Yeah. I could do that already because it is also the day, if you're listening to this on the day we're recording, which is Thursday, June, whatever you just said it, the 13th, the mm-hmm. 12th? 13th. The 13th. Uh, or is it the 12th? Today's the 12th. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All I know is the World Cup starts today. That's all I care about. Yeah, you clearly... You clearly got that one nailed down. I uh, know it's the day we're going to watch uh, the Jays and the Orioles, Opera Bobs, right in the heart of... Uh, of of little Portugal, which may be a buzz with Brazilian fans, though I don't want to. I don't want to step on your horrible. No, no, go ahead, take it, take it. It's <laughs> yours. Well, well, Portugal's still in, so Portugal's still in. So the people who live on that in that neighborhood won't be Brazilian fans yet. Yeah, they they, they wait to switch until Port- when Portugal goes out. In time, yeah, it all happens in time. Uh, yeah, so the World Cup is about to begin, which means that this <laughs> will be the last DJF podcast for the next little while. Uh, although the Dutch play. To the Dutch, of course, Stoughton. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, mm-hmm. Stoughton is an ardent Dutch supporter. I don't know what kind of horrible cosmic blow he was dealt <laughs> in a previous life, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, don't tell your dad. Yeah, no, my grandfather. <laughs> I'm sorry. My yeah, grandfather. That's right, yeah. Uh, the Dutch play tomorrow against uh, Spain. Yeah. So it's over before it begins, really, for the orange. Come on. Yeah? Come on. No? Probably. But, I could say the same thing. But you know what? Yeah, if you sure, at least certainly could. Um, come on. Spain's Spain's time is over. They've only won the three last yeah. major. Yeah, so they're due, they're due some regression here. It's, uh, regression, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah they've been playing over their heads. Their, their BABIP <laughs> has been. Uh, no, their PDO. High. Their PDO yeah. is oh, just no, no good at all. Yeah. No good at all. Uh, yes, of course, England plays on Saturday against Italy, which is the beginning and end of my tournament. Mm hmm. But I have a baseball game, so I will miss the beginning and, uh, therefore, the end mm-hmm. of uh, of England's campaign in Brazil. But we're not here to talk about that. We're going to talk about your first place Toronto Blue Jays, up four and one-half games in the American League East. I think we're here to talk about the Buffalo Bisons. I think we are going to talk about the <laughs> Buffalo Bisons. We can't. Old habits die hard. Like, anyone yeah. gives a good goddamn about the terrible prospects in the Blue Jays system, they're in first place. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. We should really enjoy it while we can, I think, is, what, is my... Uh, I'm going to say that. Gently as I can. Make or break road trip coming up. It's a big road trip, as big as road trips in June could ever hope to be. Yeah. But they play other teams in their division, which is important. Mm-hmm. And the Reds. Just don't get swept. That's all I ask. It's four games in Baltimore, too. Yeah. So you can go to you can go to Opera Bob's tonight there in the heart of Little Portugal mm-hmm. and uh, watch the Blue Jays and Orioles get rained out tonight. Yeah, it seems like that could be a thing, too. They're going to bang it. The, the tarp was on the field when last I checked. Mm-hmm. I saw that, too. At the Oriole Park in Camden Yards. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some moves, movement in the, uh, as you said, the minor leagues, the Buffalo Bisons. And uh, we'll talk about, I wrote something that I'm not entirely proud of <laughs> about your Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, we'll talk about that and where they are, what's going to happen in the next little while. I'll, uh, oh, and I have exciting news that I, I'll share as well. 
uh, on this edition of the DGF Podcast. Get caught in a situation where you feel that you've been had. All the things in life you thought were good, it seems it's very Okay, so first things first, let us talk about uh, the minor moves. Aaron Sanchez on his way to AAA. Encouraging? Trade showcase. Tra- yeah, trade showcase. How can we beat this fucking idea to death? Like, teams aren't looking, the teams aren't being like, opening up the paper the fucking, like, this morning. Oh, gee, Blue Jays promoted Sanchez to AAA. He must be pretty good. Must be better than we thought. Let's. Uh, we should probably get that guy. I'm willing to pay whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah like it, it's insane. They send we we go through this every year at the trade deadline, and you know you hear about scouts from other teams going to watch other guys play. They watch these guys themselves. They don't you know rely on this weird fantasy of like oh, they're really starting to build up the hype for Buzz. Sanchez. Yeah, Buzz. Yeah, there must be something better about him than what everybody else has seen because they're moving him up. It's there are no secrets. Yeah. If Aaron, somebody wants Sanchez, they are going to watch him, no matter what level he plays at, and make the determination based on what they see, not on this fucking peripheral nonsense. Not on his ability to retire, you know, Chris Parmley and mm. uh, what was that little goofy second baseman that was <laughs> Anyway, he had two good starts in a row. Sure two did. very nice starts in a yeah. row. Aaron Sanchez, seven strikeouts apiece, uh, limiting walks, only three walks in those two outings. Mm-hmm. Very good news. Uh, as I, I said, and then I saw you actually embedded it in your I post. did. I thought it was well said. That this is a good opportunity, I think, maybe for Aaron Sanchez to kind of implement some of the things that they've been trying to get him to do. Because as you've said and everyone said that he's not been getting hit hard at double A. Mm-hmm. His, whatever his average against is really low, and I don't think he's given up very many home runs. He's, of course, walking literally the entire ballpark <laughs> at times. But some, some games, yeah. It's been bad. Sure. Triple A is going to give him an opportunity to face, like, Legit pro hitters, like guys who aren't projects, guys who aren't working on stuff, guys who are trying to get to the big leagues or trying to keep their job as a professional baseball player. Yeah. Not guys who are like, oh, he's pretty raw, but then he, he ate up single A, so let's see what he can do up here at double A. Yeah. These are guys, yeah, these are like not big league quality lineups, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're hitters that have a better idea of what they're doing, I think, a lot of the time. No one's going to the raw skills of the double A guys, but. Nobody's going to help him out. There yeah. are times when Aaron Sanchez doesn't need any help walking people, but the guys in AAA are, are much less likely to mm-hmm. assist and, and, and expand their zone and swing at stuff at their eyes or be overwhelmed by the fact that he throws a nice curveball from time to time. Uh, but it's, I think it's a, good, it's a good move. It's a nice challenge for him to see if he can kind of build on what he's done the last couple times out and then be able to take it to the next level and retire better or at least more experienced hitters. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I agree with that. I think there's a legitimate developmental idea behind this or that at least I mean we haven't been told that but it at least makes sense that that would be a thing um, <laughs> though at the same time the Jays are saying you know John Gibbons is like well you can help us this year maybe and they're they're making noise about you know seeing him in the majors I mean I wrote in the post and it, it's not entirely crazy you know Drew Hutchison and Mark Stroman are not you know have never come close to 200 innings in a season they're going to need some you know more breaks in the rotation that are uh, you know in the in terms of you know, managing their innings. Uh, that's why the Jays were talking about going with a six-man rotation for a little bit of time uh, when they didn't have a lot of off days in May. And uh, I don't know. 
would you rather not see, you know, very, I, like you don't care about his service clock if it's just a spot start, you know, wouldn't you rather see Aaron Sanchez make the odd spot start over the next couple of months if he's still, you know, if it's just, it's his day and that's the way it's going to go, uh, then have Liam Hendricks come up and get shelled again or, or something, you know, it can't hurt either. I can't guess. hurt. I don't know. And then with a view to, you know, if he has enough innings left on his arm that he can use up this year, end of the season, bring him up in the bullpen could be a useful weapon there. I don't think he could start down the stretch because he's already at 66 innings and he pitched 110 last year. So Easy to Verducci. Those are going to be... Well, <laughs> look, uh, that's bullshit. I mean, that's been... But they're not going to go from 110 innings last year to like 200. Yeah, no, no right. they're not right. going to do that. Uh, I think that hopefully for the long-term health of the player and the organization, it's more of like a long-term move. It's a developmental thing mm-hmm. with an eye to being able to help the big league team because that's always... The goal. Everything is in service of the big league product. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. there's a realistic hope. There's a realistic expectation that any help he gives the big league pl- club is, is is secondary to his own development and becoming a valued and relied upon mm-hmm. contributor next year, um, or maybe this year if he pitches really well at AAA. Yeah. Why not? It, yeah. It's it's too easy. I mean, we don't know much about it, and it's too easy to get into things like, well, you know, you start thinking, well, maybe he was maybe he was bored and. In double A and you know nonsense the, the like Hanley that, like, yeah, or no, like the <laughs> Jesus, you know, Jesus Montero. That's why, that's why he was so bad. He got called up today. Hey, good friend. So Seattle is a first baseman. <laughs> He's like a seven eighty OPS in the PCL. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's exciting. Sure, yeah. less exciting on some of the other moves the Bison's made. Uh, well, anyway, just says that, you what? <laughs> less exciting. Less exciting. Adron Chambers. <laughs> Yeah. Former pinch runner for the St. Louis Cardinals and uh, on all those playoff teams. Sure. Do it. That's filler. Pinch runner, though. Filling in for, uh, what's his name? Oh, well, of course, Darren Mastriani is up. Yep. The big league team now after. Uh, Darren Mastriani had some damn nice numbers against uh, against left-handed pitching. It's oh, weird. yeah? It's weird. Yeah. Is that a reverse split or is that normal? No, that's normal. He's a right-handed okay. hitter. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, uh, he. I mean, he is... Uh, he is a rich man's Kevin Pillar at this point, by the looks of it. Uh, no, I think he makes sense as the as the fourth outfielder guy. Ghost is going to go down when Rasmus comes up. Rasmus also about to join the the Bisons on a rehab assignment. They just announced that's good. Yes, that's very that's good. very good. That that's, cannot happen. Soon remember enough. two weeks ago when it's like, oh, who needs him? Juan Francisco and Anthony Ghost are going to be great forever. And Kevin Pillar <laughs> and Kevin Pillar too. Yeah, uh, Kevin Pillar had a big hit this night though. But he's in the minor leagues now. <laughs> you mean the one that barely fell in? The one that... There's no pictures in the scorecard, so of the walk-off single forever. Yeah, that's Kevin Pillar. That's true. You know he was drafted in like the 30-something. I heard round. something about that actually. It's amazing. This is kind of what I wrote about this uh, this morning, yesterday afternoon, after uh, Phil Hughes carved up the Blue Jays. Uh, I was way more willing, willing during the game yesterday. I was there and I was tweeting about it and stuff, and people were like, "Oh, Chase, awful!" I'm like, oh, "He's just pitching really well. He's mixing like four pitches and he's throwing his cutter and he's like curveball and the slider." I'm like, "Oh, Chase is terrible." They have bad players who are playing every day. <laughs> and the frame, I think I just saw yeah. uh, the Ian Hunter, the Blue Jay Hunter, tweeted about the Juan Francisco's pumpkining before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. He's been bad. He has been very bad. The Jays have recognized it at least. Mm-hmm. He he earned he earned himself a chance to get out of a, a slump. I don't think that's unfair, but because uh, I mean his overall numbers are still really really good. But yeah, pumpkining. 
pumpkining. The bat there, the walks. The, remember the walks were the big thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They're right back down to where he was last year. Still could be in the league average bat against. I don't think know, that's against unfair right-handed pitching, but that's you'd like more than that. I'm 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 having to amend our our catchphrase. I can live with that. Yeah. Question mark. Like yeah. I can live with that. I would. I don't, I'm not opposed to platoons and to moving guys around and to having four guys for three spots and, and, and maximizing whoever you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oakland A's do it better than anybody. They certainly do. The Jays guys that they're platooning aren't that good. <laughs> no. You're not. not getting, I mean, I don't, it's not fair to say like they should have a Brandon Moss equivalent. Somebody who just destroy. Well, they do. They have Adam Lind, frankly. But uh, mm-hmm. what they're getting out of these platoons is, is pretty minimal. It's starting to become that way, yeah. I mean, Tolleson is nice to have around. They moved him to right field yesterday, and when Jose Bautista was playing center, and and even I don't know, I just yeah, I'd like to see them kind of maybe better address at least one of these spots with a, with something that's a bit more. I mean, Colby Rasmus does that in a lot of ways. Yeah, he I keeps, mean that's that's the huge help. I, I mean, that's what we said all along. You know, if you don't need Colby's bat, if Francisco's going the way that he was, and now that he's not, damn, you need Colby's bat. You mm-hmm. really, really do. Uh, though people will point out, didn't have a great first month. Still has a propensity to be terrible. I wouldn't put it past Rasmus to just come back and just suck. Yeah, he is perplexing a he little bit. Really, really is. Guys like that. I, I wrote about Jonas uh, Cespedes today, and he and Rasmus have like similar profiles in terms of their approach at the plate and the numbers they put up. They walk and, eh, just about below league average, and they hit the ball out of the ballpark, mm-hmm. given the opportunity, but. Rasmus strikes out more than Cespedes <laughs> does, but it's just like those guys are going to do that. Yeah. They're going to hit the ball. Out, they're going to bunch a bunch of home runs, and then they're going to be lost. Would you, you know, contracts aside, you'd obviously everybody takes Cespedes over Rasmus, though, right? No. You don't think so? Maybe. <laughs> I, the, I, I don't think it's as big a difference as you, as you think. Maybe not. Cespedes Def- cannot. Defensively. Right? Cespedes can't play center field. Yeah, that's true. He's got an obviously the He might have a good arm. arm. <laughs> but he's not much of a center fielder. And then his arm was only facilitated by the fact that he just kicked the ball around yeah. the corner there in, in Anaheim both times. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was Rasmus family barbecue. Should we? Yeah. Let's start, let's start that up. It's a spit, though. It's just yeah. Like a huge, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a hog. Yeah, uh, we'll but get, I mean, you know what? We'll get that that fake Colby Rasmus guy on Twitter. Hilarious, isn't he the funniest guy? Just nonstop yucks. Good lord! But the things aren't all bad. With the uh, Jose Reyes is playing his fucking ass off mm-hmm. right now. Adam Lind is is amazing against right-handed pitching. He really is. It's it's crazy. Good for him. But the Jays didn't score any runs basically in like a week. <laughs> it's like they're all. If they were any worse, they'd be the Padres. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. A week, though. No, I know. It's no, just it's a week. Only, it's only four games, really. Four games in which they scored two runs. Yeah. No, yeah. If you no. take out the other one they did, they scored runs. Yeah. I do think that there there are legitimate concerns about, like, an offense that's built this way with these guys who are utterly replaceable. And mm-hmm. and you are, like I said, you're running up against that Stars and Scrubs thing, which is dangerous. It's a dangerous game to play mm-hmm. where when everybody's hitting the ball out of the park, it's great. You win 20 games in May. And then all of a sudden you go ice cold. Uh, Strowman pitched well yesterday. We'll yeah, talk about him for for a fighting minute. some illness. Apparently, people too. love Marcus Strowman. They love to love him. He's great. I'm I count me among people. Then yeah, yeah. You, for the first time in your life, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really repulsed by them for the most part, but uh, 
But yeah, I can get on this one. No, I, I, I mean, just the stuff is filthy. It comes across on the TV. You can see how ridiculous these things he's throwing are. And, you know, the concern's still there, obviously, about the height stuff and the being prone to home runs. And, you know, it's uh, there's going to be bumps along the road, I'm sure. It's a tribute. But it's, but it's fun. It's a tribute to how good big league haters are, where a guy like Stroman, with the stuff you've mentioned, mm-hmm. people... Batters shaking their heads, talking to themselves, waving yeah. over it, the stuff he throws. It's in the dirt. It's wherever. That Eric Hosmer, Jeff, when he just was blown away. Uh, if you're right-handed batter and he throws that slider curveball thing, you, you're you out of luck. But the minute that he leaves a pitch that's like three inches too high, <laughs> yeah. it's like a rifle shot into the gap. Yeah, He was getting hit hard yesterday. It was either pathetic flailing swings or bullets off the bat. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just that good that as soon as you make a mistake, guys are going to pounce on it. And the Twins yeah. have a good offense. It's easy to d- dismiss them because of the Twins, but yeah, and fucking Morales just coming back, flinging the ground running. You, you hear about guys like falling out of bed? Like that's literally what Frank, what, what Kendrick Morales <laughs> fell out of bed and had three hits in yeah. his second game back. And he had what? He had two the night before. It's a, yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. Bullets too, just cannon shots to the to, the, uh, to that left left center gap. Yeah, good for the Twins. Going for it. We yeah. always trade Morales. Don't unpack that suitcase there, Kendry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Stro- I, people love to love Strowman because he wants it really bad and he has like the makeup that people mm-hmm. we haven't seen we haven't seen a makeup on a person on a pitcher like this since Ricky Romero. I think I, we, that was the name I was gonna, I was you know, that's it's almost like people have like you know, oh okay, everything's fine. We got we got Strowman now. He's Romero he's like the new Romero. We don't have to worry about it. We want we can want this real bad. Oh and this this one might work out better. Well, and before Romero, I mean, or even since Romero, God, you don't often see prospects coming up with that kind of desire. I mean, I have to go all the way back to Travis Snyder to hear just <laughs> have a guy who people raved about his makeup, maturity, yeah, head and his shoulders. He still got a job though, Travis Snyder, to my <laughs> to my great surprise. <laughs> yeah. Anything else positive you want to say about this team right now? Uh. You know, Jay Happ wasn't as bad as people seem to think. <laughs> that's that's the Jay Happ experience. He wasn't yeah. awful. No, they got to get a they got a good damn pitcher. They really they really do. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they really need to figure that out. You don't like the five man squad they're running out there. Uh, you know, I, look, Burley's been fantastic this year. Can't say a damn thing about how great Burley's been, mm-hmm. but. Why? What reason would we have to expect it to just continue like this on him to not go back to being, you know, at a normal, regular, pretty good Mark Burley and not this weird fucking ace who just materialized? <laughs> Remember how bad he was in, was it April, May last year? Both? Hey, oh, awful. Yeah, just hit, awful. Hit hard. It was like, oh, that was the, this was going to happen in American League East. Yeah. Which is a dog shit division full of trash. Mm-hmm. But Red Sox starting to starting to call guys up. They're gonna don't count them out. Brock Holt, they're uh, Brock the, Holt. You can count out. I think uh, the Yankees, which is uh, Masahiro Tanaka and four days of praying. For <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, he is ridiculous though. Holy shit! We're just gonna transition this into like the yeah. greater. But no, but he Tanaka the best would have been would have been nice. Would have been a nice addition. Yeah, if it was just that simple. Mm, yeah, right. he did. If he didn't have a choice in the matter, maybe they would have been in there with a shout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, under the old posting system. 
That's true. Would have been nice. Uh, they would. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's the Orioles. I mean, I was just talking to Chief there the other, earlier. Mm-hmm. It's the Orioles and the Jays who really seem to be like, they're the ones who are going to be fighting for the most part. This How year. crazy is that? It is insane. I still don't want to count out Boston in my mind. I haven't even looked. I don't no. know how far back they are, but they're, they're calling up Workman and De La Rosa. They, and they do everything five games at a time. It's like five wins, five losses, five wins, five losses. I'm glad you think they've established that sort of pattern at this point in the season, but well, I still, I still think they, it, it is amazing that they had such a great little run and still like gained no, like nothing. Yeah, it's true. This is the this is the beauty of the Blue Jays being where they are. You know, it's just it's so hard for teams to make up the fucking gap between the Jays and them right now, uh, and that's you know that's what you think about going into this the series. Uh, with in Baltimore and in New York, you know the, the three game series with New York, you win one of those games. The most they can do is make up a game on you. It's like true. It's, it's it's really, you know, just don't get swept and and you're gonna you're gonna be okay, or you're gonna be okay enough that you can overcome it in other ways. This cushion they've got is fantastic. They just can't piss it away too much. But the Orioles, uh, you know, they have their. They have their Dylan Bundy. They have their Kevin Gossman who's pitching tonight, uh, and they have their Hunter Harvey. Mm. Brian Harvey's son is he really? Is yeah, that, what that is Brian Harvey, former oh. closer for the uh, Good Jeans Angels. He had a sick mustache, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had like a baseball card. Probably in good. My mind. Probably good. Like acid washed jeans too. Dad jeans for yeah, sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, no, the Orioles have. But those like are that. Those, like those are. I mean, if they if they were so inclined, those are trade chips that are. Beyond what the Blue Jays can offer, Dylan Bundy pitched in the big leagues. Yeah, he hasn't pitched really since. No, <laughs> no, but no. Uh, I think they're taking him real slow. Yeah, Bundy. he's throwing, but fastballs only, and then they'll break. Introduce this. But I mean, add a. Pitch. I mean, as much as everybody's like, oh, add, Jays need to smarge it. They need to smarge it. Add him to fucking Orioles. They can. Orioles can trade Manny Machado. <laughs> they should. They should run him out of town. He's a bit of a goof. <laughs> Yeah, and he's been bad, so bad. That was that was shocking, actually, when you posted the like the split over the over the last calendar year, where Brett Laurie's been so much better at the plate than Machado. Machado's been as bad as Mustakas, except he's a superlative fielder. Mustakas mm-hmm. is fine at third base, but Machado was probably the yeah. two or three best defensive third baseman out there. Ridiculous, yeah. But once that crazy hot start gets farther and farther into the rearview mirror for for Machado, you're left mm-hmm. with a guy who's just. Not doing much. No walks. Doesn't strike out much, but, like, just doesn't look very good. No. And now he's all freaking out on the field, probably. <laughs> Frustrated because yeah. he's been so bad, but trade him. Another guy with a hot start, just before we... I don't know if we're wrapping this up or what. We probably should be. Got a, the, got a soccer Looks weapon. like the teams are indeed taking the pitch. Oh, so. uh, that we didn't mention is uh, Melky Cabrera, kind of. I mentioned him passing in my post. Yeah, but we didn't. We haven't mentioned on the podcast. He's been but bad. Yes, he's been bad. Yeah, that was one of the spots that you mentioned in your post. Yeah, catcher, yeah. catchers, garbage, second base, <laughs> yeah, second or third. Where when when Laurie's not playing the, that position, he's. I mean, he's not great. But are we comfortable with this as Brett Laurie? I'm fine with it. Yeah, whatever. A little bit better than league average. Yeah, the versatility is nice. The defense is nice. There's still. I think there's still more upside in the bat. Still relatively young. We're getting up there in that bats now. Yeah, no, I'm being optimistic. Obviously. That's fair. That's fair. He could figure it out. But he, uh, I think, I've heard the whispers I've heard 
or that you know it it. And I, I, well, they're not even. I don't even shouldn't frame it like that because I think everybody saw it last year. You know, it took it took him a little while before he became amenable to making the sort of mechanical changes to his swing that everybody was telling him was necessary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing him go with all those moving parts all the way through, you know, to the middle of last year. It's like, you know, he's been in the big leagues for, what, two and a half years at that point or however long it's been. Th- I don't think it's been three and a half. So, you know, he's sort of, maybe he's behind where he could have been had yeah. he been more willing to accept that changes are going to be necessary. And that goes back to the Aaron Sanchez thing, which could be a a driving force behind his promotion. Yeah, it could be which why, is they, like, why they like him so damn much. Or these changes that they may or I, I just I don't know of any no, changes they're sure. making to him, but if it's like this is something we want you to do and he's been kinda of slow to, to to adapt it, it's like, okay, try it try it your way against better hitters. Mm. And see how it that goes. can often be a thing, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Uh Oh, and Jose Bautista. Oh, one more thing, quick. What do you think about this whole like Jose Bautista as leader of men that's going on right now? I, I tweeted last night. I'm like I'm just waiting for the article where he's really overdoing this leadership thing. You know, it's. Uh, and I was joking with someone when I was watching the game too, but it's you know it's like you saw him on the talking to Steve Tollison or something like that or, or Pilar or some someone you saw like you saw him on the on the bench like you know the you know they're they're showing it and I was in. I, I'm joking that it was like he probably didn't do that. He was like, "Is the camera on? Oh, is the camera on? Okay, now I'm going to talk to you." He's waiting, yeah, looking up for, for yeah. the red light. Yeah, that's always a concern. That's a, that's a cynical way to look at. That it, is obviously. a cynical. Way well, to look I, at. I don't really mean it, but I mean, <laughs> it's it's a little weird. It's a little weird that it's just like flipped a switch. Like, okay, I'm I'm leader guy now. It's so it's it's worked out so well in that they're winning because it's immediately able to be adapted as something that's a positive. Like Jerry yeah. is all in. Jerry's yeah. all in on him calling for assistance for that fan the other night. You know? Hero. Yeah. <laughs> Hero. Uh, hey, whatever. You rebrand. You do, you do what you have to do, Jose. No. I, I, I'm not against it, but you know it's going to end up going badly because it always does. Someone's, someone's going to ask the question. Is he, doing, is he trying to do too much? Is exactly. he trying too hard? They hit, the, they hit a trough and it's just like maybe his leadership isn't the right kind of leadership. Barking at guys in the dugout. We don't need any of of everyone. Yeah, no. All right, that's uh, that's going to about do it. They are about to kick off. They're singing the Brazilian national anthem. I think right now. Oh, I can't. I can't hear the horns (laughs) honk. Damn it! (laughs) Uh, I mentioned exciting news. uh, Big news. uh, Two things, of course. uh, Pitch talks next week. Mm -hmm. A week today. Yeah. Uh, you can get tickets on the website of yeah, some kind. Just follow on Twitter at Pitch Talks, or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be mentioning it in the post here. Uh yeah, and tonight Opera Bob's another thing. Come on out tonight, being Thursday the thirteenth. If you're listening to this on twelfth, whatever. Yeah. You listen to this the next few hours. Yeah, well, the next few. Well, I mean, it won't. The next few hours won't mean anything to you because you're just listening to it right now. That's true. Uh, on Thursday, before the Jays kick off their series with the Orioles. Also on Friday, our old friend Bergkamp is uh, serving Dutch food at the Ossington, and they're showing the. What the uh, fuck is Holland Dutch food anyway? Herring. Yeah, I was gonna say like some weird uncooked fish. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely there will be uncooked fish in spades, uh, croquettes and shit. Croquettes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, my exciting news is the botanist, our favorite band here. I love on, the uh, botanist on <laughs> on the DJ podcast. They have a new record. It's called Four Flora. Uh, in case you <laughs> didn't know about the botanist, uh, remember that this is. Uh, oh wait, the. Uh, a, 
the story of a botanist gone mad at witnessing the destruction of the natural environment at the hands of man. He retreats into a hermitage, surrounding himself with the natural world. In this verdant realm, he awaits the day of humanity will eradicate itself. Uh, the botanist, in case you didn't know about the music, uh, it is an avant-garde musical project that is the world's first band to use distorted hammered dulcimers as its primary instrumentation. <laughs> <laughs> the experimental music further, further delves into esoterica with a harmonium and a 12-string bass guitar. <laughs> propelled by unusual drumming that often features highly atypical time signatures and rhythm shifts. Go cop that botanist record. <laughs> I made my friends listen to some botanist at, a, <laughs> at like a YouTube party. I'm like, throw this on. You got to hear this shit. It did not go over well. <laughs> it would go they over weren't like ready the, for it. They it would go ready. over like the murder of the natural world in the Vernant realm. Uh, that's it. I don't know why. I just find that hilarious. Uh, go Watch the World Cup. Come on, England. Uh... And the Blue Jays are in first place. Yeah. Hopefully when we do another one of these, be it next week or in July, after England has been crowned World Cup champions. Uh, it's going to be a while. I wish, you for that. I wish you could have all just seen Stoughton's <laughs> face. Uh, they'll still be in first place. Uh, so for Andrew Stoughton and for uh, Ryan Eli, the botanist himself. <laughs> My name is Drew. We'll talk to you next time. For more Drunken Jay's debauchery, check out thescore.com slash DJF. Nothing.